Welcome to Business Unfiltered, where we dive into the raw and unfiltered world of running a business with Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Grab a seat for this unfiltered journey into the world of entrepreneurship. This is Business Unfiltered. Welcome back to Business Unfiltered. It's Mercer. I'm here, of course, with the illustrious Jeff Sauer. And today's topic we're talking about reinventing yourself. So Jeff, we're roughly in the middle part of February at this point. So at this point, I think everyone's looked back at the New Year's resolutions and went, oh, well, that was a good idea, but we haven't done that in a few weeks. So now it's like, okay, let's reset. What do you think about when you're thinking about this term of reinventing yourself? Six pack abs, Mercer. <laughs> That's what I think uh, about is, 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 uh, it's February. Uh, let's see. Is it, what is it? February 16th today or February 13th today. And I definitely have six pack abs. Um, you know, my new year's resolutions were working. <laughs> um, I'm looking good. I'm feeling good. I've reinvented myself and my identity. And that's what I think about. But actually I, I say that as a joke, but the reality is that, you know, reinventing yourself is, is to me, it's being the person who you want to be. Um, or having a vision for who you can be in life, right? So, so for example, the reason why I said six pack abs is because I've I've been trying to reinvent myself physically over the last few years, and it takes way longer than you think, but it is a lifelong thing. So it's reinventing who I am and trying to form an identity. I saw something from this guy on Instagram, Dan Go. It's like Fit Founder, and he's like, you know, it takes takes a week to or there's like 90 days to form a habit, but two years to form an identity. And like to me, reinventing yourself is completely shifting your identity to take it from being a habit to being who you are. And, um, you know, that is something that baking fitness in, bringing my my gym clothes along with me to the gym uh, on, a, on a trip, I mean, and actually working out and stuff like that, eating better, bringing stuff that is part of my identity. And that is a way that I reinvented myself. And so then when I think about, OK, well, that's that's from a physical perspective or a health lifestyle perspective, there's also reinventing yourself in business. Who are you, right? Like, I think the skills that you use to get you to one place are not the skills that are going to get you to a certain point. So like in my experience, you know, my business, I've, I've had my success at my agency business. And then I came back and started this business that I'm in now. And it's like, you keep on hitting up resistance. And it's like, okay, the skills that got me to the first X dollars are not necessarily the skills that are going to get me to the second part, right? Or they're going to get me there. So you have to almost reinvent yourself, change your identity to say, okay, well, what do I need to do differently in order to get there? Like, do I have only survival skills to get to a certain revenue level, but I don't have the skills to scale it? Do I, is it going to be only me that can do it alone? Or is it a whole team that's behind me to get to that point? Those, that's what reinventing is, right? It's basically saying, I got to this point, but if I want to get to another point, I need to change who I am, change my identity, change my skills in order to get to that point, right? And, and depending on how ambitious you are with your business, that's something that can happen in a short amount of time. Um, but it also usually people underestimate how long it takes and they they focus only on short term wins versus a complete reinventing of of your person and who you are. So that that yeah, so so basically I'm think, saying this is a long term solution. This is a one to two year or more solution. Usually the result is to be a better version of what you were before. And it's usually it requires a lot of tearing down your old self. And building up something new. Sometimes you can do it on your own mentally, but a lot of times you need help to get there or an archetype of what you're following. How about you? When it comes to reinventing yourself, do you look at it similar? Like you've reinvented yourself several times in your career. Has it been that type of process? Yeah, I think um, with, the, with the caveat that's probably faster for me 
um, in my head at least, right? Where it's not like, oh, this is a two-year process. But certainly over time, you look back and you see these big me mega trends. Um, the the thing that's coming up for me right now is like we had a I had a recent conversation with one of our private coaching clients and I was um, talking to her about the year of 2024 and how I think 2024 is going to be a lot of broken shells for people um, and and here's what I mean by that so uh, a little baby bird in a shell does not know it's in a shell right until that bird emerges from the shell it cracks against the shell because something's causing it to do that to be like I need out right I need to tap on the shell a little bit. Oh, it's starting to crack. Oh, there's light on the other side. Cool. Now all of a sudden you're looking at a broken shell because you were just in it and you're looking at it. The trick is to realize you're in the next shell, right? And realize like, oh, this isn't you've arrived and look how good you're you because you broke out of the shell. It's realizing you're just in the next shell, you know, and real and being humble about that and be like, hey, I you do need to reinvent yourself. And you can and the baby bird can never go back in the shell. Once that shell's cracked, you can't smash it back in there. It's growing. It's different, right? You, it, you cannot reverse it. It's, and that's what I think about reinventing yourself. It is, there's a line. You can never go back to who you were. And who you were needed to be exactly that person, right? The baby bird has to be in the egg or there is no bird, right? It has to be in the egg. It has to go through that process. So you don't beat yourself up where it, if, if it's something where you made mistakes in the past. Like, hey, they, they happened the exact right way they were supposed to. So, But you don't also fight to stay that person if it's not working, right? And it goes back to, um, I think we had covered this, it was a recent episode, I think it was, um, what was it, episode 40. We talked about, it was episode right before this, we talked about expense versus uh, you know, investment, that mindset. And it's like, if you just doggedly hold on to whatever you did yesterday is what you're gonna do today, that eventually will move from, even if it was an investment, it's going to move to an expense because you don't reinvest re, or reinvent yourself, right? To kind of use that. So that's that's how I'm thinking about it. It's And I try to do that for me. I'm like, the second I see like this big mental shift, right? And in, in how I dealing with things for, here's a perfect example of reinventing myself. Perfect example, real world. I had a very recent conversation with my team, with the leaders of my team, leadership. Um, so Rika, who handles all of our ops, and uh, Julie, who's our, our director of measurement. Um, and I was talking to them about why do I have these, these trays, these what we call trays in our productivity reporting system. Why do I have these things to do? Why am I the one that is being sent this stuff to do? Am I the only person in the company who can do this? If that's true, fine. But if there's somebody else in the, com in the company that can do this thing, produce this result that somebody needs, and they have the capacity to do it, they should absolutely get it before I do. Now, if they don't have capacity, if there is no capacity below me and I can do it, then fine. Go ahead and send it up to me, right? Because they don't have, nobody below me has capacity. That's fine. I'll, if I have capacity, I can help. But it has to go through that process. And that was a way of me reinventing myself because guess what I was doing two weeks ago? Hey, I'll take care of that. I'll do that. Yep. Throw that to me. Yep. No problem. I'll take care of that. And I was, I literally had this conversation with them where I said, listen, I know I have put myself in this position. So I am reversing everything I said two weeks ago. However, I need all of you to believe that I am an addict. I will always do this to myself. And I need you to keep me from doing this. I'm coming to you saying, man, I just need a little more hit. Just give me one more hit. I promise. And I need you to be like, no, <laughs> no, Mercer, you got to go to cold turkey. You, and this is, and this is where I, delivered the framework to them. Because in order for me to notice that, I had to reinvent my mentality myself, right? Of how I looked at what am I spending my time on? 
And I had to, and it ties back into the previous episode, we talked about the investment. Okay, where am I now? Things that used to be an investment are now an expense in my time. So I need to focus on the things that are truly an investment for myself and for the team. Because if I don't do it, the team doesn't grow and the company doesn't grow. So I, I did that. And then immediately I went, okay, I can see that broken shell now. Because now I look at it very differently. I will always look at it differently now. So now it's, how did I know that I was in that shell? And how can I teach somebody else that process? so that they can also look at it in the same way and keep me from doing it again, right? Or, or trying to get it back into again. And that's where we had that conversation around capacity and who's got the skills and the resources to do it, yada, yada, yada. Um, but that has immensely unlocked so much of my mentality in the last 24 hours, man, yeah. I've had this conversation with them. In the last 24 hours, I'm a different person today because of that tiny reinvention of how I manage my time and what I'm doing in the company has unlocked a whole bunch of other stuff. Now I have more mental bandwidth to have bigger ideas and bigger implementations because I'm a big systems guy, obviously. So, you know, what systems can we put in place that are going to manage things, that are going to automate things, that are going to make everybody the money they want to make and with less stress, you know, yeah. and pr produce a result for individuals, you know? So um, it's kind of why I like the coaching conversation so much because I learn as much as, as, our, as our clients do, you know, for that. Um, but that's, what, that's what's coming up with me is that, they, you know, 2024, the year of broken shells. I love it. You know, you, you actually just identified, this is a live case study from this podcast about your change. I don't know if you know this, but on episode 12, which we released in July, it was about buying your time back. You basically said, I don't buy my time back in the same way that you are talking about, Jeff. You're like, you know what, you know what, I, I actually, some of these things I just can't give up. Some of these things I have to do. Um, I don't really see the point in these things. I'm not sure that I need to hire an assistant. I don't need these things. Um, that was six months ago, right? That's Seven true. Ago. I remember that. Yeah. That EA and, um, conversation we were talking about something. Like and that so, stuff. and I, I wasn't actually going to mention this anyway, but you had mentioned that it takes faster than two years to form a habit, which I, I debate a little bit uh, to, to form an identity Mercer. And that is that you spent six months knowing that identifying the problem, probably you knew that beforehand that you should delegate things or that you should, you should just not be the, you know, you can't be the hero. Um, it took six months to bring it up to the point where your team, or well, we talked about it six months ago, you might've known this for a while, but you took six months of you thinking and finally reaching your breaking point where you're like, nope, not happened anymore. That happened. And then it's going to take you six months to unwind it and to get to the point where you're getting out of that. You know, you're, you're turning it into a habit where you do that. And then it's probably another year before it's no longer in your thing where it's just who you are. Your identity is that I'm Chris Mercer, the delegator. Right. And so that's what I mean about the two years. It's not that it takes you, you can come to the decision in 24 hours. Right. Sometimes you can come to the decision, but it's usually a big build up, making a decision and then implementing the decision. It takes a while for it to become your identity is, is the master delegator or the master salesperson or the master, whatever it is. And so that's it. You know, and you mentioned, I mean, this is actually like a big thing from from 10x is easier than 2x. One of the books that I've been talking about a few times on here, basically like I would recommend anything from Dan Sullivan, but the, the, the people who 10 X their life, they basically celebrated their waypoints. They celebrated where they, what got them there, but then they reinvented themselves in order to go to the next level. Right. That's what a 10 X move is, is, you know, it's easier to, to it's, it's easier to do a, a reinventing of yourself than it is to try to double where you're at now, because you can't really double your salary. If you get to the point where you're making $200,000 a year as a consultant or in a company, 400,000 is, is not really very easy to do, but 
hiring a team, building that out, thinking bigger, um, whatever it is, merging with another freelancer, merging with another business and going bigger, that's a 10x move because you're getting into a new playground. You're getting into a new spot, right? And so when you were talking about the eggs, I actually sort of had this idea of maybe we can look at ourselves as Russian nesting dolls, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, like a uh, matryoshka, I think it's called, like where you where you start with like the small one and then you put that into the bigger one, bigger one, bigger one, and then there's these dolls together. I have one of those in my, my, my son always plays with and he's lost like half of them. But the idea here is that, you know, you're, you're, you're bigger, but you're, you're not forgetting who you are internally. So maybe looking at reinventing yourself is that you can be that Russian nesting doll, the, the version of you before it's still there, but you are trying to get bigger and bigger. Now is bigger always better. Um, bigger is not always better in business. There is a mathematical case for why bigger is better in business, actually. There, it absolutely is because um, basically it's called attrition. So bigger is a fight against attrition. So growth is a fight against loss. Now, it, the world is an attrition. Attrition is, is natural in the world, right? It's natural in your physical health. It's natural in money because of inflation. It's natural in market forces. It's natural in so many different ways, right? So growth is a, is a necessary thing. Like bigger is is actually better mathematically in the world of business and in the world of finance because of these external factors. Now, it might not be bigger because of your mindset or your belief, but bigger is better. And so reinventing yourself is, think about it then. Okay, well, if bigger is better, especially in business, this is called business unfiltered. This isn't called like whatever you think about life. This is called business unfiltered. Mathematically, because of the external forces, bigger is better. And so that would mean that you have to reinvent yourself and get new skills in order to get bigger results because the results that you got you to that point aren't there anymore, right? So think about it that way. And the reality is that you pretty much have to reinvent yourself on a certain timeline in order to get even to stay in business, right? You can't have the 30-year career anymore where you just do the same thing over and over again. Like our, like what the half-life of Digital marketing is, I call it two years, but some people could argue it's one year, right? But half year, half life of tactics that work in your business for sales and marketing, half life of everything is two years, the technology, everything. So that means that if you, you know, thinking about selling courses used to be that you had to do a webinar and then webinars got saturated. And then it was like, okay, you got to do a funnel. And I was like, okay, instead of doing a funnel, you got to do a free lead magnet. Then you got to do a tripwire. Then you got to do all these different things. Now you got to do a book. Like all these things have like a two-year shelf life where they work, people saturate it, they get oversaturated, then it has to go to something else. So that is the thing where you have to grow, whether it's in revenue or your your way of acquiring customers, all those things need to happen um, in due time. And you so you have to reinvent yourself on that timeline. So if it takes two years to reinvent yourself, you know, from or for it to become a habit, then then you should, that's like once you finish the one thing, you should be in parallel starting the next thing. Would you agree with that? Like, does that make sense to you? Because I actually, I don't know. As I say it out loud, it's like, am I really advocating that you define what you want to become your identity and then you change your identity two years later? Can we even keep up with that? It sounds like sort of crazy, but I think it's true. I think it's it, the people who I find who stay in the game long enough, they are doing this in, you know, in a way that that makes sense or they burn out. Yeah, I think I think so there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. So I'm going to kind of start it from the beginning. You, you had talked about, that my sort of broken shell was realizing like I need to delegate more. Right. Um, and I would suggest that it's not that for me, for me, because I was aware of it back then. 
So I was aware of it back then, which means I was in the shell. It was right there inside with me in the shell, right? We were all caught in that shell. I knew I needed to do it, wasn't doing it, whatever. The broken shell part is when I went, oh, I need to create a system so that I do not ever have to delegate again, like avoid delegation, not, not oh, I got this thing and I'm going to delegate it to somebody because that's what was going on. It was, I need to create it so it, I don't have to delegate anything. Let's just put a system in place so I don't have to delegate anything because everything's being self-delegated. Everybody understands mm -hmm. what to do. So it's now self-run. I don't, it's not coming to me, which has freed me up, right? Instead of me being in the middle, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs deal with, they're in the middle of their team and their team's constantly coming to them over and over again. And if they don't do something, then the whole team shuts down because they're the power. And I'm not, I'm definitely not. Um, that was the big moment there for me for that. The other thing that I think, and then going back to what you mentioned around the, the length of time, I'm, I'm coming around to that because there is, you're right. There is the, there's the decision. And then there's the journey after that decision that where you build the new muscle, right? There's the decision to go to the gym and there's actually going to the gym every day, right? And working out where you build the muscle. And that's the part that takes time. So in my head, what I'm doing is I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is just an off ramp. It's like a ramp on a super highway, right? So you're, you're going down, you know, main highway, I 95 or whatever. And now all of a sudden you're going to, you're like, Oh, I don't want to be on this highway anymore. This highway is not going to get me to my destination that I now want to go to. It was necessary at the time for me to be on it, which is why I'm on it. But just because I'm on it doesn't mean I need to stay on it. Here's an off ramp. Cool. I'm gonna take an off ramp. That's the decision is the ramp. Then I'm on a feeder road or a different road, right? Well, now that new road is my two-year journey, the one-year journey where I'm building the muscle and going down that path now to get to the next ramp. Right. And until I decide, oh, or the next turn where I turn off that road and go to some other road. So for me, it's like a, it's ramps and roads. The ramp is the, is the decision where you make the turn. And then the road is where you keep going, where you build muscle. And then you like in our case, I'm going to iterate that system. Right. I already know I'm going to do. But I don't think about like a two year journey. I'm just like, of course, this is just a, this is what I need to do now. Right. This is the new shell. I'm going to iterate the system and, and make it better. Um, and I think going back to where you were talking about the. The, the growth mindset, uh, which is funny. I like, I like the attrition. It was like a, a politically correct way of, I just call it decay. I'm like, there's <laughs> growth and decay. Like that's what it is. You're, you're, if you're not growing, you're decaying. And the reason that companies scale is so they have so many more resources to fight the decay because decay is always going to be there. But if you have a lot of resources, you know, you can last longer um, to, to navigate through and get yourself in a position where you can have more resources. So that's where that comes from. But I think that there is a challenge with a, a huge, huge challenge with individuals, owners buying books like traction, EOS, insert business corporate book made to stick, right? All this stuff where there are corporate -y books that are made for corporate -y people and a small business owner goes, oh, I'm going to learn from the best practices at IBM or insert whatever company, mm -hmm. Amazon, Airbnb, Apple now, right? All the, all the new, whatever the newfangled company is, um, used to be Basecamp until they imploded their team, right? It was like, all of this stuff is like, oh, here's a perfect example of how you should do it. But I'm a team of 10 people. Uh, and I'm, I can't learn from a company who's got teams of 30,000, right? That's, it's completely different. They're in a completely different world. None of that stuff is going to relate to me. Like, don't get me wrong. I can say, oh, I want to have an integrator. I want a visionary, blah, blah, blah. But then, I'll, but I see people doing it. I saw people becoming Steve Jobs back in the day, right? Where they're wearing the black turtleneck and wearing bare feet and eat fruit all day because somehow they're magically going to channel Steve Jobs and now all of a sudden they're, but they're not, they're just using the tools, not the strategy. They missed, they missed the whole point 
of it, you know? And I, and I think there's, there's a huge problem with people trying to grow. They try to take these systems that are really complex um, and not, and try to integrate them in their, in their completely different area. And it's like trying on pants that don't fit that are 18 times the size that you need them to be. It's going to look weird. Like a little kid wearing an adult suit, right? It's going to look funny um, and it's going to feel funny, but at least you get to be, you know, you get to pretend that you're a businessman now because you're using the traction system or whatever. And I'm like, I think there's a lot of that where people try to reinvent themselves by seeing these books that are out there, but those they're in a different arena and recognizing the first step to reinventing yourself to bring this back to the topic and why I'm so passionate about this is you have to recognize you're in the shell. You have to recognize which shell you're in, which arena you're in, where you currently are. And if you do not accept that, you cannot reinvent it. You know, and I think that's that's kind of the first step for me to recognize like, okay, I'm on this road. It's not a road I want to be on anymore. And it's okay. And I'm not blaming myself for being on the road. I think a lot of people have that, oh, I made mistakes, blah, blah, blah. No, you didn't. You made you did the exact right things to get you to this point where you are recognizing this. What a gift that is. Now take the off ramp, right? Make the decision to go to a different road and then go to your point, go down that journey and become that next level of yourself to reinvent yourself. So that's kind of what's I guess coming up for me as I as I think this through. Man, you gave me so much to work with. I'm so excited, Mercer. Um I like what you're saying. So, so you, you touched upon one of my biggest pet peeves and I'll get to that in a second, but the whole becoming Steve jobs thing is hilarious, right? Like it's, it's totally everything. It, it's everything. The Steve job mimic people. It's like Steve jobs was, he had a pretty big impact on the world, but by and large, he's not a person that you'd want to emulate. He's a, he was a, he was a pretty terrible person in many ways. <laughs> like, like, I don't think we should idolize him. Like maybe to look, but like, yeah, yeah. He, I can appreciate the skill without idolizing. Yeah, eating an apple, the, the, that, eating right? an apple to cure cancer is why Steve Jobs passed away, right? Like, like not to not to degrade. You know, I I don't want to get into Steve Jobs. Actually, I, I really I use Apple products. I love. I was like, I was I like, next next invented. you're going to start going after Taylor Swift, and then this podcast oh, will yeah. all of a sudden get a yeah. viral bump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this guy didn't like Steve Jobs. The only person ever. Like honestly, like he had a big impact on the world, but I don't think you should be like Steve Jobs himself. I think it's a yeah. terrible idea. I don't think it's a good archetype to follow. And that's actually like, you know, it, it, I wrote down something that, that I think would be really interesting to you. And that is re this is called reinventing yourself. Being Steve jobs, being like Amazon, being corporate is actually reinventing yourself as somebody else. And that is not cool. Right. And then there's reinventing yourself to Halloween. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Reinventing yourself to be your best self is what we're talking about here and what we advocate. So I almost have like the Drake meme where like Drake's like, no, don't be somebody else. Reinvent yourself to be, you know, the hotline bling one, you know, or he's like, yeah, reinvent yourself to be your best self. That's like what Drake's all about. Right. Um, and so that's who you want to be. We should, if we ever do memes for this podcast, that'll be the first one. We got the Drake meme reinventing yourself to be somebody else or reinventing yourself to be your best self. Um, but it, it's, you do need an archetype. Like, I don't, I don't ever want to tell people not to have an archetype, Like You need to have some kind of idea as to what you're going after, some kind of thought, some kind of vision. And it's all right to choose those as, as what they are. But, but that, like that archetype versus what you're trying to achieve, there's a mismatch. Like being like Steve Jobs, when you're, when you have an agency with three people or being Don Draper, when you're like a, a freelancer sitting in a coffee shop, like, okay, you can, like Don Draper wasn't a very good person either. Most of the people that we look at, the archetypes like you sort of like you want the result, but you don't want to necessarily be like them. You don't want to be a megalomaniac type thing. Right. So that's something we have to be careful with. Um, but 
business books, like you mentioned, I always say that they're written by survivors. It's like basically like history is written by the winners. Business books are written by the survivors. They gloss over most of the facts. They make it seem way easier than it was. They try to boil down their entire life's journey into a single framework that they thought of on themselves. They discount their coaches. They discount everything. And so like the whole idea of business books and corporate people doing corporate stuff is it's a pet pet peeve of me of mine as well like trying can, to like can, can know, i just riff on that a little bit with you yeah because because i have that too where it's like it's like a trading system because i'm a big trader right financial trader stocks options, whatever and i see so many trading systems where it's like oh this works as long as you go back in time and we apply yeah. it to the past history and yep. then the second you start to see it in the future it, it doesn't work anymore right it, it doesn't work it only all they did was identify a pattern from the past they didn't necessarily predict a pattern in the future and i think a lot of these business books that's what it is they're going back into these companies going, oh, here's why they were successful, right? And, and then you should do this too, because then you'll also be successful in the future. But they're talking about the business's past, right? And, they're, and they're, their bias is there and they're putting it their, that bias in to say, oh, this, was, this is what made them successful. We've decided this is what makes them successful. Now, how do we know they're doing this? Because go look at how many of those books stand up in time. Yeah. And you go read the made to stick book of all the companies who are going to last forever 10 years later, Half of them are out of business, yeah. right? Bankrupt, <laughs> destroyed, devastated. Why? Because that, none of that was true. None of that was true. That's, that's not why they were successful. It got to the point because if they started doing that, that's what caused them to implode, right? Yep. So it's like, because they weren't reinventing them. And it's, it just drives me nuts. So, but it's, this is why I like the nuanced conversation with coaching that focuses around mindset stuff. Because that's the DNA that causes yeah. all these other things to, to grow. And that's, that's where this, you know, this reinventing yourself topic, I think, um, really comes from. So sorry, sorry to interrupt, but just oh. like, that's it. And, and then, you know, so I, but I definitely want to get kind of your final thoughts as we wrap yeah, this up yeah. of, of, you know, where this is. And I think this could branch out in a bunch of topics. And I would love, love, love to uh, have people email us. You know, just go to businessonfilter.fm, um, sign up, send us an email, let us know kind of, you know, what you're thinking about this topic too. Cause I think there could be a lot of branches uh, for a lot of people on this. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I want to take your rant and, and end with my rant as well, but you, you know, you mentioned mindset there and I'll just say mindset is a system, right? It is like you said, you need a system for delegating or whatever, like mindset is, is your system, like how you treat the world and how you think about yourself, how you correct yourself is is a, just as big of your success as it is the actual tactics that are out there. Mindset's a system, mindset's a strategy. How you think about things is, is your resilience. Um, in Profit Pillars, I have an entire module just about mindset, just about how you fight through the mental game because it is so important. And I'm so glad that, that you agree with me and recognize that too, because how you think about the world changes everything, right? It is, a, you know, that, that, that's, that's a, the biggest asset you have. Now, just, just finishing up my rant on like the, do what Amazon does. Like I was going to make a rant about it. And then I remember there was a book called Be Like Amazon. Um, but the funny thing is it was written by the Eisenbergs, like Jeffrey Eisenberg, Brian Eisenberg. They, they, they're, they're like legends in our industry. But even, you know, even legends are not always, like sometimes they, they, make the, they take the bait because every book is about Amazon. It's like Amazon does this. And I've, I've ranted on this so many times, but it's like, we're not Amazon folks. Amazon also, the owner has some questionable practices and some questionable ways of treating people and stuff like that too. Like that's not necessarily, you don't have to be like Amazon in order to be successful, but you can take little things from them. Like one of the things that I think that Amazon does really well is if they want somebody to do a new initiative, they make you write a press release as if it was released, you know, and then you use that press release as your guide for writing the book. That's a good idea. You can do right. that. That's starting with the result in mind. Yeah, right? exactly. exactly Start, right. yeah. yeah. Like that, the way they do it is really novel and interesting. Like 
you know, it's pretty cool. So that could be something you take away. But the overall thing, it's like, I just don't like the black and white. Like that's who we're learning from. That's what we're doing here. That, that just really bothers me as you can tell. And so reinventing yourself again, Drake says it best reinventing yourself as somebody else. No, 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 no. Reinventing yourself as yourself and in your own way. Yes, 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 yes. That is my final thoughts for you, Mercer. That is what I'm thinking. I love that. So full disclosure, I, I know who Drake is. I know nothing about Drake or Drake songs. So now I'm going to go Google and find a YouTube video where I assuming that is some song that he sang. Well, I'll make you one while you're, while you're talking. I'll drop the link in there for you so you can see it I as you close it. out. See, as, as, I, as I get my education and I come into society and pop culture, uh, that's awesome. I love that. But yeah, I, 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 just to, to, to go through the, to, to look at the, like the Amazon thing, right? Where I think it's, it's good to be inspired by others and other things and want more. That is very true. I think to mimic them is a problem, right? Because you're using their formulas, not yours. You have to create your own formula. Um, and again, just to bring it back, I guess, to the very start of, of how you even begin with this is you have to accept that there's something to reinvent. So look for the ugly stuff that's around your life right now, right? Whether like for me in business, it was when I'm looking at my list of stuff and I'm like, why am I the one having to do this? I should not have to do this. The more I spend time doing this, the less I have time to spend other places. And these other places is what needs my time now. It's gonna be better payoff, right? A better investment. And, and if I refused that, and if I said to myself, well, I'm the one that asked for them. So I guess, because I have a belief in self-responsibility too, right? It's like, hey, I'm, I'm the one that said it. I guess I have to keep my commitment to myself and to the team. I'm just going to full heartedly just brute force through it. If I had done that, which to be fair, this is what I've been doing, right? It would just create more of the same. It doesn't solve the problem, right? And so I had to reinvent myself. I had to look at that and say, I made a mistake, right? I made a mistake. And so that's okay, it's not okay to keep making the mistake. Before, I didn't see it as a mistake. It was a useful tool up until it wasn't. And as soon as I realized it wasn't, I had the awareness, the foresight to go like, okay, it's, not, it's no longer working the way that it used to work for me. It's not getting me the good results. So now let's reinvent and go to this next level of growth. Um, you know, that's kind of how I, I thought about that. So um, with that, I, I hope this topic was something that that gets you to think about that just one thing slightly differently one little you know whether it's an example or a story that you heard could be drake i'm willing to give it to drake that drake quote could be amazing for you whatever it was it got you to go you know what i didn't think about it like that but that little mental seed is what gets planted and will cause better fruits and vegetables in your own gardens um, as you go through. So take advantage of those. And obviously, as we mentioned earlier, if you have topic ideas, you want to you know, ask questions around this sort of stuff, Jeff and I are absolutely willing to do that. So if you want to get some free coaching, send us questions. Uh, we'll bring them up on future topics as well. So with that, thanks again for sharing. Remember, the whole point of this is not to be exposed to new information, but for you to be able to teach others and have conversations around this stuff. So go talk to your peer groups about this. If you can tell them that you heard it on Business Unfiltered, I would greatly appreciate it. I know Jeff would as well. Um, and of course, if you want to join the MLS, just go to businessunfiltered.fm. And with that, we will see you on the next episode. And that's a wrap for today's episode of Business Unfiltered with your hosts, Mercer and Jeff Sauer. Be sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and tell a friend what you've learned today. Want to connect? Visit us at businessunfiltered.fm. This has been Business Unfiltered, always unapologetically honest.